Welcome to another edition of Come Receive the Light, where we're going to talk about raising children carefully, uniquely, and with sensitivity. Well, you know, we've assumed that what makes one child feel loved will make another child feel loved, and that's the false assumption. What we've discovered is that there's five fundamental ways to communicate love to a child, or to an adult for that matter. You know, sometimes when you're dealing with child raising or your marriage, a lot of people don't like lists, you know, 10 best ways to accomplish this. I think you'll find our conversation today quite different. You never know what's going on in the mind of a child if you do not listen to the child. And in order to listen to the child, you have to ask questions. You know, a child brings home a piece of art, for example, and you say, oh, that's nice, honey. I like the colors in that. You did a good job. Now, that's words of affirmation. That's positive. But that doesn't stimulate a conversation. I think the whole issue of having conversations with our children and then listening to what they say is the way we get into the heart and the soul of the child. You know, we all interact with children and can be encouraging and listen. It's not just the parent's responsibility. And that's why our program today is really for everybody. Welcome to another edition of Come Receive the Light from the Orthodox Christian Network. I'm Mike Trout, and our host and the man behind the microphone doing the interview today is Father Christopher Metropolis, the president of Hellenic College and Holy Cross Orthodox School of Theology. We're a nonprofit outreach, and you can join with us as a financial partner. Encourage listeners all over the world. You can find out more about how you can do that when you go to the website at myocn.net and click on the Donate button. And now with a fascinating and profoundly helpful conversation, here's Father Chris. Anyone who has attended one of his marriage conferences knows Dr. Gary Chapman's expertise in marriage begins with the success and failures he and his wife Carolyn have experienced in their marriage for more than 50 years. Since the success of his first book, Dr. Chapman has expanded his Five Love Languages series with special editions that reach out specifically to singles, men, military couples, and parents of teens and young children. Today, we are going to focus on raising emotionally healthy children and teenagers. He hosts a nationally syndicated radio program, A Love Language Minute, and a Saturday morning program, Building Relationships with Dr. Gary Chapman, both airing on more than 400 stations. Dr. Chapman and his wife have two grown children, currently live in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, where he serves as a senior associate pastor at Calvary Baptist Church. Thank you so much for coming on Come Receive the Light today, Gary. Well, thank you. I'm delighted to be with you. Now, I have six children, and I'm looking forward to learning from you what I'm supposed to do in some of these things, okay? All right. So, Maybe I should learn from you. <laughs> you have more I than know. I have. <laughs> I well, let us begin with the fact that... Uh, you are a man of faith. And yeah. what does being a Christian parent mean to you? How did that help you unpack for your family and then unpack it for our readers and listeners about the principles of raising children and teenagers? Well, I think, first of all, for those of us who are followers of Christ, we recognize that children are a gift of God and that parents have the responsibility not only to protect their children, but to seek to meet the needs of their children, the physical needs, the emotional needs, the spiritual needs. Uh, we have that responsibility, and it's a wonderful responsibility, uh, but it is a responsibility. And I think that's a sobering thing for most of us, 
And it says also to us that we have the help of God. Uh, God has said some things about parenting in the scriptures, and uh, we take that seriously. Uh, So uh, to me, I think it gives us a deep sense that we are not alone in this project, that God is with us, and God wants to help us be good parents. And and how critical is it? Because I I hear from some parents, well, you know, the kids will be fine. They'll they'll raise themselves. We hear many times, unfortunately, in divorced families that the kids will get over it. You know, we hear that kind of stuff. Um, I would think, and help me and correct me if you think I'm wrong, that purposeful parenting is really what needs to be done, especially in the context of our world today. Well, I think that's true. Uh, There's no question about it. All the research indicates that the greatest influence on the child are the parents. Now, we hear a lot about peer pressure, but peer pressure is not nearly as influential as parental instruction. And we know also that uh, if a child's in school, which they will be, uh, the teachers are going to have an influence on them. But the parents still have the greatest impact on that child. And that's both sobering, but it's also good news because we have the input. We have more influence than anyone else on that child. And someone was mentioning to me in the parish that I served before, they said, well, you have them for Sunday school. We go to, in the Orthodox Church, we send them to a so-called Sunday school. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, do you realize that if you sent them maybe 20 times a year to church, that that's 20 hours? Mm-hmm. You are the ones as parents who really have the ability to shape and make these young people into the image and likeness of Christ, don't you think? Yeah, and we can't, we can't relegate that responsibility to the school or right. to the church. Right. The parent is responsible for the education of the children. Now, how you do that and who you choose to help you do that is your choice, but it's your responsibility as a parent to educate your children. Tell us about the, the five languages of love. Speak to us about uh, the importance of finding your child's language of love, its relevance, let's say, to raising children in an emotionally healthy environment. Yeah. Well, you know, we've assumed, at least many have assumed, that what makes one child feel loved will make another child feel loved. Hmm. And that's a false assumption. What we've discovered is that there's five fundamental ways to communicate love to a child, or to an adult for that matter, that will speak to them emotionally. Almost everyone agrees that the deepest emotional need we have as humans is the need to feel loved by the significant people in our lives. And in a family, that means the children feeling loved by the parents. So I say to the parent, the question is not, do you love your children? The question is, do your children feel loved? And children have different love languages. That is, what makes one feel loved will not make another feel loved. So here are the five love languages that that we discovered. One is words of affirmation, using words to affirm the child. You did a good job with that. Really appreciate what you did. One of the things I like about you is, it's just using words. You know, there's an ancient Hebrew proverb that says, life and death is in the power of the tongue. We can kill children's spirit, or we can give them life by the way we talk to them. So words of affirmation. Then acts of service, doing something for the child that is meaningful to them. Now, in the early stages, we have to do this. We do everything for them. They can't do anything. We put the food in. We take the food out. You know, we do the whole thing. (laughs) As they get older, we teach them how to do things, and that is an act of service, teaching them how to make their own bed, how to clean up their own room. 
and as they get older, how to wash cars and a lot of other things. So acts of service. And then number three is gifts. It's universal to give gifts as an expression of love. The gift doesn't have to be expensive. You can pick up a stone in a city parking lot and give it to an eight-year-old boy and say, hey, man, I found this today. I thought about you. Look at the colors in this thing. I want you to have it. If gifts is his love language, you'll find that stone in his dresser drawer when he's 23, and he'll remember the day you gave it to him. And then number four is quality time, giving the child your undivided attention. And I don't mean sitting there watching television together, unless, of course, when the TV is off, you're going to talk about what you just saw. Now, that's quality time. It's giving the child your full attention. And then number five is physical touch. We've long known the power of physical touch. That's why we pick up babies, hold them, kiss them, cuddle them. Long before the baby understands the meaning of the word love, the baby feels love by physical touch. So those are the languages, and the basic idea is that each child has a primary love language. One of the five speaks more deeply to that child than any of the others. Now, they can receive love in all five, but if you don't give heavy doses of their primary love language, they will not feel loved, even though you're speaking some of the other love languages. So, Gary, I have a question for you. Why aren't you teaching this in every university in the United States of America? I mean, this is something parenting is not taught anywhere. Yeah. It's, a, it's a buckshot. You, you, you throw two shells in, you crank the barrel, and you shoot in the air, and God willing, you're going to do the right thing. You've just given our parents succinct ways, and I thank you for doing that. I really do. Um, let's talk a bit, though, on the other side. Let's talk about the common mistakes we make as parents when we're not going about it in, in the right way. Well, I think one of the most common mistakes in today's world is that we are so busy with everything else in life that we often neglect our children. I don't mean we do it intentionally, but we're just so busy with our work and our, our, our media and all of that that the child can wake up one day and realize, you know, I, I don't know, I don't feel loved in this house. Uh, sh- parents are shocked when a teenager runs away from home. They think, well, what happened? What happened? You know, I've met their needs. I've given them food. I've done... The fact is they probably lived for a few years feeling unloved, and now they've just taken off. So I think one of the, one of the signs is if a child is uh, expressing anger over and over again over almost everything that happens in the household, you can know that there's something going on inside that child. The child feels like they're not being treated fairly. Now, all children have anger, but I'm talking about if the anger is just perpetual, then that's a sign that that child may not feel loved. Uh, and, and I don't mean that love uh, is going to solve all the problems, and all children are going to misbehave sometimes, but I think that's one of the signs. Another sign is if you hear the child saying such things as, I can't ever do anything right, they're telling you that they really need some words of affirmation, and they're not getting them. All they're hearing is words of condemnation. Mm. You may not think you're condemning them, but that's the way it comes across to them. I think think we have to be open to hear what our children are saying. And don't we also have to be open to to the voice of, of God in our lives and depend? It was one woman I knew who had 12 children. And uh, we had six, and we were talking, and I said, do you ever worry about your kids? She said, oh, yeah. She said, I worry about them. 
said, but I know that God loves my children more than I love them. So I know he will protect them as long as I listen to them. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about listening, the key to discerning that child's language. Tell us something about the practice of listening from your long experience in counseling. How can we develop that practice? You never know what's going on in the mind of a child if you do not listen to the child. And in order to listen to the child, you have to ask questions. You know, a child brings home a piece of art, for example, and you say, oh, that's nice, honey. I like the colors in that. You did a good job. Now, that's words of affirmation. That's positive. But that doesn't stimulate a conversation. Once you've said that, then you need to ask, what were you thinking about when you drew this picture? And the child said, oh, I was thinking about the time we were down at grandmother's house, and we had a party outside, and the dog ate my hamburger. Remember? That's the dog right there, you know. <laughs> and they tell you this whole thing, and you find out what's going on in their mind. But you do that by asking questions. And the other thing is, when the child is talking, give them your attention. And in today's world, the thing that interrupts conversations most with our children is the cell phone. The phone rings, and we say, oh, excuse me, honey, I need to answer this. And we answer it. And what are we communicating to the child? Someone out there is more important than I am. Mm. Listen, that's what voicemail is all about. Let the no, phone ring. You know, yeah. you can answer that later. Right now, you're talking to the child. So give them your attention. I think the whole issue of having conversations with our children and then listening to what they say is the way we get into the heart and the soul of the child. Gary, this has been a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Well, thank you, Father Metropolis. Good to be with you. You've been listening to another edition of Come Receive the Light from the Orthodox Christian Network. Our host is Father Christopher Metropolis, and I'm Mike Trout. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, you can do that by going to the website at myocn.net and clicking on the Listen button and then select from our archives this particular broadcast. We'll also have a link to a website for Gary Chapman so that you can learn more about him and his ministry and his best-selling books. Again, that's myocn.net and select Listen, Come Receive the Light, and this broadcast. I hope you have a great rest of your day and can join us next time in a few days when we'll be back. In the meantime, remember to always have faith in what you listen to. I see the world your way And I'm not afraid to follow I see the world your way And I'm not ashamed to say so I see the Jesus way And I'm walking in the light